0: What we do here is go back, 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 back. Hey there, guys and girls, and welcome to another episode of the Weekly Roundup, uh, the Burn Media podcast, where we take a look at uh, some of the more notable stories in the past week. I am Hadley Simons, and joining me today is Andy Walker and Mr. Stephen Tim. Yeah. What's up? up uh, choosing Afrikaans anyway that's <laughs> terrible um, our first story is actually a meme burn one and it, it is, is it? the big story in in the Western Cape at the moment and in you know some parts of uh, I think Gauteng also is probably looking uh, looking at us in, in this case um, and that's you know day, zi- day zero edging ever closer um, Andy obviously you've taken uh, the and he loves his weather stories, so he's been the one, the go-to man for uh, weather-related stories and the dam level stories each week. In case you've been been following, you um,
1: better have been following, <laughs> yeah. as well.
0: So do you want to tell us a bit about that, like what's been happening, uh, you know, in the in the news and on social media regarding Day Zero?
1: Sure. I mean, you know, the, the depressing tone hasn't changed. Yeah. Uh, this week, Musi Marmani launched his uh, "Defeat Day zero campaign. Yeah. Um today he was handing out buckets in constantia. Um that's actually one of the trending hashtags on Twitter at the moment, <laughs> defeat day zero. Um but alongside that, uh, Day Zero still trends on Twitter as well. Um and I'm currently piecing together the, a story about apps you should download before, you know, we actually run out of yeah. water and before you run out of data as well, yeah. probably.
0: So yeah, so what kind of apps can you can you expect in that regard then like for people to, to download to kind of uh manage the the situation,
1: so to speak? Yeah, unfortunately like you know, unlike with load shedding, we could download apps to sort of see when power would be out, yeah, when power would I be restored. That. Yeah,
0: that. was uh, so cool.
1: Back in the good old days. Yeah, when yeah. <laughs> uh, it just electricity. Ah, <laughs> uh, so you you won't really have apps like that that will you know mm. sort of help you figure out when water shedding will you know yeah. turn and yeah. um, and yeah. be shut down completely. Um, but there are apps online that allow you to kind of visualize dam data. Yeah. So how much water you have yeah, left. That dam app, I think yeah, it's called. It's called yeah, that yeah. dam app. Uh basically gives you a breakdown of each dam in a particular province mm. and Lesotho and Swaziland as well, if you guys happen mm. to live there. Shout out to our Lesotho and Swaziland listeners. Um there's another app called I think it's South African Water App or Water Levels. I can't remember the exact name, mm. but the piece should be on meme at the moment. Um and yeah that basically just tells you how much of the water in a dam, well, in a province is actually available to use. Okay. So at the time of recording this, South not South Africa, <laughs> the Western Cape has about fifteen percent of okay. its water usable. Yeah, yeah. Which is that's twenty five percent total,
0: then or something. Yeah. Okay. Much. Something to that effect. Um, I th- the one app I also spotted was called Water Conservation, and it's a very generic app, but it does give uh, it might give you some ideas on how to save water. Like um, they were noting, like if you're um what was it something along the lines of if your shower fills you know one gallon bucket in less than 20 seconds or whatever then you should get a new that that's uh, you know um a signal that you should actually change your shower head to a more efficient one uh those kind of uh, tips as well like (laughs) taps uh and then also uh you know some practical stuff like if you drop ice cubes or whatever put it in your plants or you know uh, that sort of thing or in the dog in the pet food um, the pet bowl or whatever just to kind of help uh, you know uh, save what in any way you can um, you know it might not be uh, great ideas for, for some people I mean ice cubes quite small but every bit helps in this case um, yeah so that's pretty much uh, it on uh, the water level side there is one more meme burn, uh, story that we do have and um, that is essentially uh the Mark Fish challenge. Sorry, I had to kind of just glance down on my phone to kind of double check. I was like, oh, what what one was it? What one was it? Which but soccer that, player was it? Yeah. Uh, was it Neil Tovey? Mm-hmm. It was actually Mark Fish. Um, no one knows what he looks like. Either. Yeah. So uh, do you want to tell us a bit about that? Um, you know, I think we might be a little bit late to the party because it's it's uh, it really blew up, blew up yesterday. Um, and it's been continuing to blow up today, but uh, I don't know if you've seen peak Mark Fish challenge yet. I don't
1: think so. I mean, you know, yesterday it sort of, you know, uh, burst itself on Twitter, yeah. if you will. Um, after uh, Yuma Sakela died, after the announcement, um, Mark Fish decided to, Mark Fish, the former South African soccer player, decided to uh, post a picture of, you know, him and uh masakela together but it wasn't actually masakela it was uh, hot sticks yeah see um, six, Mabuse. and obviously twitter was like uh mark Fish, yo dude this isn't you know yeah. you um and they kind of latched onto the fact that mark Fish had no idea what he looked like so <laughs> people were posting pictures of you know helen Zilla uh pretending that she- caitlin jenner is actually yeah. Zilla. yeah and uh you know there was <coughs> there was one with um black coffee Ah, yeah. it was actually um, gaba instead Malusiki gaba yeah so, so basically people posting uh photos
0: of one person and saying it's the other person you know like um i think it was yeah so like you were saying with the uh, Malusiki gaba uh, one it was a picture of Malusiki gaba and someone saying hey look i'm hanging out with uh, black coffee or whatever you know <laughs> Um, and one of the one of the more interesting responses for me was when he initially made the the tweet, um, and he apologized for it afterwards, and he's taken it in stride. He's been giving out interviews and stuff, uh, you know, laughing at the situation. Uh, Mark Fish Fisher's um, someone commented on the you know responded to him uh, his, his Twitter account and saying, "Oh no problem, we still love you, Neil Tovey," or something to that effect. <laughs> so so it's it's birthed uh, another uh, South, proud South African. Uh, meme, which is uh, quite, quite funny in that regard. Yeah.
1: And even Helen Ziller kind of tweeted back at the person who thought she looked like Caitlyn Jenner. And, Jenna, and yeah. she was like, thanks, Kate and Jenner. I'm glad that people confuse the two of us. Yeah. So yeah, everyone's sort yeah. of getting behind it and having fun. And yeah. I mean, in a, in a strange way, this is kind of remembering you, Muskela, in yeah. a weird way.
0: Yeah. I think it's a lot of people are saying it's a way to kind of yeah. cope with the, you know, laugh about it instead of crying about it. Um, and you, I think this has also kind of been a, a bit of a, like a, an awakening to like the power of technology. Because I mentioned to my parents, uh, I think last night, and uh, they were like, "Oh yeah, we totally saw it." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, so it's like just shows you how quickly how pervasive the internet and technology and uh, instant messaging platforms have become. Definitely. That uh, that these kind of things spread so fast.
1: Um, you know, it's, it's it's really quite cool to see, actually. And how um, people can inadvertently like birth crazy memes like yeah, this, you know, exactly. without really thinking exactly,
0: about it. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Moving on from uh, meme burn, we now switch uh, tech a bit and we go to uh, the venture burn side of things. And um, one of our big stories this week is uh, courtesy of uh, Mr. Tim and uh, it's uh, eight Gauteng startups to watch in 2018. And it's a, it's a really great list. Um, you know, whether you into startups, or, you know, into small business, or, uh, you know, just uh, generally kind of want to keep uh, tabs on the latest technological happenings in the country. Um, this is definitely a, a good starting point for the year. And um, what were you, I mean, there are eight, you don't have to go through all eight, you, we, people can read uh, the full list on on VentureBurn. But what were some of the startups from Gauteng that stood out for you on the list?
2: um no the fact
0: that i mean five of
2: them are either insurance or insure tech yeah. or fintech yeah yeah um uh, there's there's two interesting tech companies okay.
0: uh yeah pineapple was one of them i
2: believe yeah and for sure. and they both um it's getting very common now uh every insurance company has got <laughs> a startup they're working with <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> sorry.
0: I just mentioned this. Uh, I think I tweeted something along the lines of, you know, are you even a South African startup if you haven't uh, really, you know, if you're not working on insure you know. or <laughs> yeah. blockchain? Or yeah, anything.
2: yeah, it's quite. Yeah, uh, and actually, um, two of the f- uh, companies are then doing some kind of ICO blockchain ah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, the one is um, got uh, Natalie. Uh, what's toilet. it? Yeah, yeah. Net the the um, the swimming. Paralympic. Yeah. Um, SA swimming. Uh, star. Uh she's involved in sports podium. Yeah, technically yeah. sports podium. And then there's another one called Prosperity Prop. Um kind of one of the pioneers really in South Africa of ICOs. Yeah. Um and he made a lot of mistakes and there's an article that he wrote to us on um, well, he answered questions on burn Um yeah, and I think and then also an interesting logistics company, uh MT Trips. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they take like trucks, all those trucks and small trucks that that, um, that are coming
0: back from kind of yeah, long empty, trips or whatever. and they yeah, kind of
2: yeah. like use like it's common in in a lot of these tech startups a platform to kind of sort of on demand stuff, yeah. so you can then organize, so it gets other people to yeah. fill that space yeah. that so you exa- can make yeah. extra money. So from. for
0: example, maybe I'm just just trying to picture it. So let's just say you have a uh, a long old truck business, whatever you going, you're taking a delivery to Johannesburg, then people can essentially um, take, maybe, maybe you have a small, maybe another person has a, like a small business like making things and they want to send their products to customers in Cape Town again. So mm-hmm. instead of paying for the like a separate courier or whatever, they just go via this platform and those things will get put on the empty trucks that are coming back to Cape Town. And I can
2: imagine they get a better rate because Mm. uh, this is this money that they would have not made anyway. Now they're making it, so it's kind of a bit of a windfall.
0: That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty yeah. cool, actually. Um, it's such a such an innovative idea. Like, uh, I'd like to see more of those kind of of startups, rather than kind of like the predictable. Hey, guys, we we using the power yeah. of the blockchain to do X, Y, Z, or we getting involved in insuretech, or we got a mobile wallet, or you know, which are all well and good. But it's it's nice to see some variety. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but yeah.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, and then obviously the we d- we just took kind of the companies that we've been tracking. Um, I think they've all had. Some kind of funding, except for mm. a sports Podium, which is about to launch an ICO. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Livestock wealth. I mean, that's, they've been featured all over the place, mm. and uh, they just won a prize. Uh, that the the company is um, this guy. He uh, he uses. I mean, everyone wants to own uh, have like cattle in Africa. So he he you can inst- another basically he farms the cattle for you, and yeah. you can own like I think the average is like. 13 or 12 cattle that um, oh, someone owns and then basically it's another way to accumulate wealth. so mm. instead of get, getting you a trust why not just get a couple of cattle yeah, yeah and yeah. then uh he sells them or they buy and sell and yeah um they
0: obviously take a cut would assume and, and you make a profit or yeah whatever. and it's
2: tapping into i mean traditional african societies yeah that's pretty cattle, awesome. yeah you 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 want to have cattle because you know it's like a yeah when someone when a dowry or something happens yeah, you can say, exactly. i own cattle yeah yeah yeah. Um, and he's talking about i mean big targets i think a million or
0: something cattle that's pretty that crazy yeah yeah um so i mean those are just some of the the um i don't know if you mentioned all of them but those are just some of the eight counting no, uh, sh- startups that uh, stephen uh, says you should watch in 2018 and um, for more on that you can check out ventureburn.com there are some uh, other great stories that have been published this week um, so definitely recommend you guys check it out if you're into the startup scene or if you just want to keep uh, tabs on the latest uh, trends or the next big app or the next big platform coming. Um, yeah, that's pretty awesome. So on the Gearburn side of things, um, one of the probably the biggest story might just be the fact that. Um, the european commission has uh, decided to find qualcomm the, the u.s chip maker so if you've got an lg phone or an htc phone or an iphone or whatever to whatever extent you will find qualcomm chips in there in in those phones and the european commission has decided to find qualcomm 997 million dollars uh, euros or 1.2 billion dollars um for a deal that it had with apple and the deal, we heard, you know, these reports last year, literally a year ago almost, of, you know, Qualcomm and Apple having a falling out and there was a legal disagreement and one taking the other to court and what have you. And we actually got some of the details of the, uh, the agreement now. So it turns out that Qualcomm, who supplies Apple with the cellular modems, so, you know, the the, the chips used for cellular connections, uh, Qualcomm and Apple signed an agreement in 2011 uh, where it was specified that uh, Apple would, if you know, Apple would be exclusive to Qualcomm uh, in getting those chips, um, so Apple couldn't f- look for other cellular chip providers, um, but in exchange, Qualcomm would pay Apple for that or give them discounts, basically uh, millions of dollars in discounts and payments uh, as a result, and um, what this, this, this agreement was then renewed in 2013, up until 2016, and the European Commission found that essentially this was a monopoly, this was a, an abuse of power uh, of, of, you know, of, of a, the monopoly in the market. And uh, because they were basically saying, because of this agreement, uh, Qualcomm was effectively paying Apple to keep the monopoly. So no one else could come to Apple and say, hey, we've got a better product. So Intel is one of these companies that uh, was affected by it. Uh, apparently, um, the, the European Commission specifically names Intel as a big player that, uh, wasn't able to get in their foot into the door with with, with Apple, because remember, Apple sells like I mean, the iPhone 10, which launched last in in September, October already sold 30 million, you know, so Apple is a huge player. You know, if you can get your foot into Apple's door, even with one of their models, that is a lot of that's a lot more phones than even the likes of HTC will sell in total across, you know, a year. So um, that's been the big story uh, this week. And Apple uh, um, Colcom has said that they'll um, File uh, an appeal. Uh, they immediately, immediately after the, the the hearing was was concluded, they said we'd file a report. <laughs> so, do do you think Intel would actually come into this, Andy, um, with uh, offering an alternative, or maybe MediaTek or someone? What do you what do you make of this?
1: Uh, actually, I'm not completely sure. Um, there's obviously kind of affects Qualcomm more than it does Intel and uh, MediaTek. Yeah. I mean, it's like 5% of their total revenue for for a year. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a massive blow. But at the same time, I mean, you know, Qualcomm doesn't just serve Apple yeah. LTE chips. It serves pretty much everyone else in the industry, bar, say, Huawei. Well, yeah, Huawei know. has the Huawei own in chips uh, for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Who else? MediaTek also has uh,
0: a lot of a lot of the Chinese companies use MediaTek instead of Qualcomm. Yeah. So exactly.
1: Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty crazy news. Um, it's interesting to see if uh, if Broadcom might still be interested in buying Qualcomm. Yeah. Or stuff. Yeah.
0: Probably will be because I mean, the the deal was pretty ridiculous. I mean, one point two billion dollars, you know, as opposed to like a hundred billion dollars. It's one um, percent off or something, yeah, you know. Um, so i'm I'm pretty keen to see uh, it's a great point you make. I'm pretty keen to see what happens in that regard, um, in terms of Broadcom wanting to still buy them or whatever. I don't think it'll be too too much of an issue unless Qualcomm loses the contract with Apple entirely. Mm. Uh, then I could see um Intel or mediatek uh, coming in. I could even see Samsung coming into an effect because uh, I mean we've seen that report uh earlier today um that samsung's smartphone chips they are hoping to sell them to you know they're opening it up to sell them to more people so that does kind of suggest that um there is uh more room uh, more to play for so to speak uh than than maybe a year ago where qualcomm was the undisputed kind of uh person in the iphone space and in, in many other spaces but you can't also deny that that Qualcomm is a market leader in this in this segment. You know, I think their modem chips, their cellular chips, are among the best in the world, if not the best in the world. In fact, Samsung, even though they've said, hey, we are launching, you know, or, or even though there's reports coming out saying that we are going to give out chips or you know sign contracts with third party people, this report claims, and even though they make their own chips for things like the Galaxy S8, your Note phones, and what have you they still use some uh, Qualcomm chips in the US models and in some of the Chinese and Korean models. So that just shows that they're not completely confident in their own solution even, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, so I think going by merit alone, it seems like Qualcomm still has the advantage. For 5G, Qualcomm, I was at the tech summit and they were trumpeting 5G saying, you can expect it in 2019, we will have the market leadership position uh, going on and on about that. So it's clear that they that they have a ton of r and d uh invested in 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 this and it's clear that from a from a from from the pure position of merit and being a market leader they are in, in they are definitely ahead of like your your chinese competitors and your well mediaex taiwanese so it's going to be interesting to see how, you know with the uh, iphone eight s or nine or whatever it's going to be called with the we'll have an Intel chip in there, or even a MediaTek chip in there, or even a Samsung cellular chip in there, um, or whether they will stick with Qualcomm for this. Because can you imagine getting fined $1.2 billion, but then you're still saying, you know what, we'll still stick together. I mean, business is business, I guess, regardless of legal tussles, there is money to be made regardless. Um, so yeah, that's the, the, the big story on GearBun this week. Um, you guys can check out uh, some of our other stories uh, on the website. We've got uh, quite a bit of, of decent stuff this week. Uh, so thank you for, uh, uh, listening to our, uh, scheduled, uh, discussions. Um, we now go to the usual, I always say scheduled discussions and then I have another scheduled <laughs> segment. Anyway, uh, we now go to our usual, what are we watching? What are we playing? What are we listening round. to? What are we reading? Yeah. Uh, we go to our bonus round. Um, <laughs> Andy, are you, uh, getting up to anything? I believe you got, uh, you took hold of a review copy of something uh, today.
1: I do. Yes. Uh, monster hunters world. Okay, awesome. Hella, hella entertaining. Um, yeah. I haven't played it yet, but I mean, I've played previous Monster Hunter games and I loved it. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't get GDS. into them.
0: I couldn't get into them. I played it on the Wii uh, Monster Hunter 3 and I just, because one of those things, um, it's not for everyone, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. Because you also have to, it's, it really emphasizes the grind, uh, where you kind of, you can't just play it for six hours and be done. Like, hey, that's the story mode done. You kind of have to, you know, play with friends, play online and... Uh, you know, you work your way up to killing or capturing or whatever the killing monsters. Yeah, yeah, there we go, Monster Hunter. Yeah, that's in the name. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Yeah, w- anything else you uh, reviewing or watching or reading or whatever?
1: Ah, uh, currently watching Overwatch League. Oh, nice. Um, it's the third week so far, and um, yeah, everyone sort of played everyone else now, so we kind of get an idea of which teams are the strongest. Uh, yeah. If you guys are interested in watching Overwatch League, it's on Twitch. Sweet. Um but the problem is it's like in the early hours of the morning in South Africa. But thankfully uh Blizzard posts, you know, uh sort of recaps after yeah. each day. Uh so yeah, check that out from Wednesday, I think, to Sunday. Oh sweet, awesome. Yeah.
0: What about yourself, Stephen? Reading anything, uh watching anything interesting lately, any anything of that sort? Uh I'm checking out Glassdoor
2: re- <laughs> reviews, yeah. <laughs> it might a different a kind of, of review. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, no, keep an eye uh, on VentureBurn for that. Uh, it's inter-
0: quite interesting stuff happening there.
2: Yeah, you, well, I mean, it's a, anonymous, but um, maybe it's a good way to, to track what's going on at startups. Yeah, you know, like, Sweet. Um, awesome. it's all about, yeah, are we doing great, and then you check out these reviews, you're like, hey, these staff people are complaining. Yeah, what's, what's yeah,
0: going? yeah, <laughs> Quite, quite interesting. <laughs> On on our side uh, or on my side, um, I've taken delivery of the Xiaomi uh, Mi A1. So it's the first Android One smartphone. Uh, if you forgot what Android One is or you don't know, um, it's basically an Android smartphone with pure Android. So none of the third-party or the brand overlays or software or visual customizations. Um, and it's also Android One phones are also touted as getting the latest updates like quickly. So, you know, the phone also comes with a dual camera on the back. Um and a infrared kind of blaster if you want, you know, that sort of thing for 5,000 Rand in total. Uh is it worth it? Mm, I'm not sure yet. Um I am quite liking the phone so far. Uh the camera quality isn't the greatest, but it's definitely um it's definitely a solid phone at this at this juncture. Um otherwise, I as for other reviews, I, hmm, I don't I can't seem to think of anything that I'm. Ah, uh, that,
1: that big box under your desk, maybe. Oh
0: right, um, I totally forgot about How that. know I remember that. Need? Um, I believe I'm reviewing a. <laughs> I believe, I believe <laughs> I'm reviewing a gaming laptop. Um, I want to say it's the the Asus ROG the Zephyrus. I want I want to say um the only reason why i've totally forgotten about it is that i can't i don't think the the actual power plug is in the box so it's going to be a bit pointless for me to review a laptop if i can't charge it so (laughs) i'm just waiting for the um the PR company to send the the um the power plug because there's an adapter but no power plug so um but from the looks of it it's a forty-nine thousand rand laptop and i would not spend that much for a laptop but it's a gaming laptop it's got a uh, top of the line, like a 1080 graphics card in it, the MaxQ variant, I think. So MaxQ is basically designed for like thinner form factors, but still pretty powerful. Um, very interesting design as well, um, as you can attest to, Andy. Like shifting the keyboard right to the front of the device, mm. um, so there's a big space where the hinge is. You know, f- like that top half. Um, yeah, pretty interesting device. Forty nine thousand rand, though. I've I've turned it on, and that's about it. And I'm like, eh. So <laughs> you know, I'll have to wait. But at this juncture, I'm of the opinion that forty-nine thousand rand for a laptop is a lot of money, and if your laptop is forty-nine thousand rand, it better make better make me coffee in the morning. So, uh, (laughs) you know. Otherwise, I am also reading um, an interesting book on uh, Kindle called Tank Killers: A History of America's World War II Tank Destroyer Force. So. what tank destroyers were were these? Essentially, they were like tanks, but they didn't have a turret, so they couldn't. But they destroy tanks. Exactly, they destroyed tanks because back in you know the early days of tank warfare, uh, there was a school of thought essentially that you know what tanks won't be fighting other tanks. Tank destroyers will be fighting tanks. That was that was the American kind of opinion, you know. And tank destroyers will be they will just be super like stealthy, and uh, they won't even have. You know a turret so you can't like really move the gun 360 degrees they'll just point in one gentle direction so you have to move the whole vehicle almost to kind of aim you know um and it's quite an interesting story because um the book paints a picture really of you know for the history buffs out there it paints a picture of um hey this was a, a force that actually was very prominent in world war Two, and once world war Two was over people just kind of disbanded this force and you know put it under wiped it under brushed under the carpet and pretended that tanks were always there instead of tank destroyers. Anyway, it's, a, it's a details like the, the battles in North Africa with these things and, you know, Sicily and all these kind of things, pretty interesting stuff. Um, other than that, yeah, that's, that's pretty much uh, uh, rounding up what I'm doing. Uh, I'm still playing Heat Signature and War Thunder. Those are my go-to games these days. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, thank you guys once again. And uh, if you are keen for more Burn Media content in your life, you can check out uh, our Facebook and Twitter pages for the various communities. So that's VentureBurn, Meanburn, GearBurn and MotorBurn. Um, and of course, you can follow us on Instagram at Burn Media. We occasionally post some of our review uh, wares and samples uh, over there. And uh, of course, SoundCloud, in case you are listening to this on SoundCloud, you can of course hit that subscribe button. Thank you guys once again.